This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, mate. How are you? Uh, I've got a cold. Uh, again. But this one's from uh, Flying. I've landed. I am in the USA. So this is coming to you direct from the West Coast. But I am sitting watching the rain fall against the window, waiting for some Californian sunshine. It's all right. I'm waiting for a tree to blow down in my garden, so I, I know where I'd rather be. <laughs> what are you waiting for it to blow down for? It's like gale force winds in Birmingham at the ah, time right. that we're recording. It is horrendous. I wanted some context there. I just thought you just sat there waiting for a particular tree to no, fall I, down. No, I, yeah, I generally spend all day sit, <laughs> sit, sitting there looking out the window going, hmm, I wonder if that grand old tree's going to break down, but no. <laughs> That's probably a metaphor for something. Maybe the North Stand, but probably not. No, the Grand Old Tree, Chris Bud, is a metaphor for Aston Villa's consecutive winning home record. It's it is not indeed. Going anywhere, or is it? Will it be sixty consecutive Built firm wins roots, at this one. Villa Park as the Blades visit, hoping to chop it down, chop that metaphorical tree down? It's the return of Chris Wilder, not to be confused with the serial killer Christopher Wilder, aka the beauty pageant killer. Very sordid man. Uh, you might you Google him. So uh, I'm sure Chris Wilder was pleased that his parents named him after him. I'm sure he's trying to bury that Google history. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just a guess, Chris Wilder, if you're listening. No offence meant. We'll get into that uh, shortly. A little bit of news. Middlesbrough, our FA Cup third round opponents, uh, actually beat Port Vale in their League Cup game. So they are now in the semi-finals uh, against Chelsea. And their home leg against Chelsea will be three days after Villa visits in the FA Cup. Now, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, A, it shows you that they're actually a decent cup team. But at the same time, you would be tempted to focus on the semi-final, wouldn't you? Being one game, well, two games you away. Would, so you two would think so, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, their priorities will be league first, league cup second, FA cup third, you would think. 
yeah, but the league's not even in this. The conversation is cup semi-final three days after an FA Cup third round. Bit of a no-brainer. Two games away from Wembley. You look at Villa, you look at Chelsea, you'd probably fancy your chances against uh, Chelsea more the, so than Villa. Although uh, you know that Chelsea are going to field a stronger team than Villa potentially because it mm-hmm. is the uh, semi-final after all and Villa will be the third round. So Villa will rotate. Something to keep your eyes on there. Supporting this Mile Man Said episode is Green King Sport. It is the season for festive football and the best way to watch it down at your local Green King Sports pub, of course. After all, Christmas is a time to catch up with friends old and new, so round up your team and get down your local for refreshing pints, good food and live action of every Christmas cracker. Every fixture from TNT, Sky and Amazon is live at Green King Sports. That means wall-to-wall action on their huge HD screens. So head to your local Green King and watch every Watkins winner, Martinez save, and dodgy VAR decision in an atmosphere worth sharing. Download the Green King Sports app and you'll receive 10% of drinks every single time the sport's on the telly. There was a fab consultation meeting, Villa Fan Advisory Board meeting with, well, consultation. There's no consultation with these guys. It's not a two-way conversation, is it? Chris Heck, Ben Hatton. The new badge was shown. This is the new badge that's uh, no consultation. Well, we'll let the professionals, to quote uh, Ben Hatton, deal with it. Oh, cheers, Ben. Why not? try to break the FA rules who actually maintain that supporters have to be happy on many different levels with this badge and can actually oppose it if they wish to. These two have been frantically speaking to the FA to say, oh, well, we're basically going on the research that's happened before. Now, the research that happened before said, uh, you know, you've seen the results were saying most fans wanted a claret lion. 77% voted for a round badge when it was up against a shield stroke gas lamp. Now, it's not a claret line in the new badge. I haven't seen it, but it's basically an upgrade of the last few badges. The ones that have been our badge when we've been probably in our worst, shit. shittest position in recent memory. So yeah, let's carry on with that legacy, shall we? I hope we win the league with this round badge because you can't change it then, surely not. <laughs> well, you know, people had enough sentimentality towards a round badge from history. If you've got modern history with it as well, it's going to be hilarious to watch the... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the lion's flipped around and it says Aston Villa in the badge. So the lion is flipped back, but ultimately, I mean... What I'm saying about the round badge and the claret lion, these are the things that the fan consultation, the research, the surveys said. So they're actually going against all of that and then actually saying in the same breath to the FA that, well, we have, you know, we've taken on board all the research. They haven't taken on board shit. They just have this notion that, oh, you've got to keep familiarity. And so let's just evolve that current badge, the wishy-washy badge with a yellow lion. I mean, younger audiences are probably used to that badge. So it's probably no big shift for them. But in terms of the process, it, it sucks. This is the first badge ever to be redeveloped under the new rules. And there's so many precedents set here. I mean, you'd have probably taken about 50 badges until you got to the point. 50 teams doing badges before you got to the process where actually badges agreed on and then rejected after a year. I mean, so at least in the, this first test run, uh, there's a lot of precedents being laid here. But mm-hmm. they're not going to be the only ones talking to the FA, let's put it that way. Because they're breaching the rules big time. They're trying to hoodwink everybody here. 
And then, of course, they they showed that stupid 150-year stamp thing as well, which looks cheap as chips. Well, that stamp is almost its... I don't care about that. It's distraction. The main thing is the main uh, badge yep. and the process around that. And also, this uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a real can of worms, the, the stadium as well, the North mm-hmm. Stand, which we knew it wasn't going to be uh, started this summer. So with the Euros, you thought, right, it's going to be started next summer. Now it's just not going to happen. It's like something that's been promised and promised and promised. And the bottom line is because they don't think they can sell extra 10,000 seats. They are not comfortable and I've always wondered, you know, obviously following the club over a few decades now, where we have it's been a bit of a fair weather thing in terms of filling the stadium. And even when we've done really well, uh, we, I mean, in that 80s where we won the league, some of the attendances up to Christmas are shocking. It's never been a given. And that waiting list has just been one big market employee. And, you know, Ben Hatton said in a previous meeting, and he's an accountant, so he knows numbers, and they've done, you know, they've been revisionist over this uh, in this last meeting, apparently. But he said a 37,000 waiting list. And in terms of stress testing that, in terms of will it come up with another 10,000 fans or, you know, a good percentage of those season ticket holders? Well, they're looking at the data and it's saying only 5,000 of those 37,000 have actually visited Villa Park in the last four years. Yeah, and of course you you would there'd be n- numbers of factors that will be one. You know some of the macroeconomics that you've spoken about on a number of occasions. You know in terms of the longer. But anyway, we'll we'll get yeah. into this uh, later date. Well, let's just focus on the the match ahead. There's two things happening at Villa. It's, it's all great on the pitch, off the pitch. Despite what those two uh, think, we're we're increasingly not happy, and they're not, they're not getting any better with their approach. Put it that way. So Emery, the main thing about this press conference was uh, Pau Torres confirmation, which was actually already confirmed by Douglas Louise on a Twitch stream, which not the That's first not time he's uh, been a bit loose with his lips, loose lips sink ships. Because he obviously took a bit of a whack, didn't he, in the Brentford game? Yeah. Also out, Tillemans still injured. Pau Torres has got a, an ankle knock, Tillemans has got a calf. Kamara out with a suspension. So now you're seeing, have we got a, a match day squad or not? I, this is why it's good that Ramsey and Moreno are back. They've come Big at the time. right time because this is when you start picking up your suspensions and injuries. You would imagine the back four would be, I think it would be Carlos and Conza as opposed to Longley and Conza or Carlos. Yeah, I think you'll probably have Dina come back in. Obviously, he's had a, a little bit of a break and obviously you'll probably play cash at right back. I mean, Moreno had a fantastic game at Brentford for the most part bar a howler for the goal. But if you're looking at Sheffield United and say, well, there are only threats, you know, physical threat, set pieces, would you go with Dina, Longley, Carlos, and then Conza, as opposed to having Cash in there? Perhaps. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's probably good to have, maybe have Cash coming off the bench and giving you a little bit of, a bit of energy if you, if you need it. I think I do think Daniel will come back in. I just I have a feeling that Carlos and Conza will play in this one. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the main question here. Is it's the centre back pairing, mm-hmm. and of course, it's not a case of Conza and or Longley. It's because Conza can obviously play in the in the right back berth. In terms of midfield, uh, you'd imagine McGinn dropping back to fill in for Kamara. Yes, and obviously you've got you know, having Louise back is important. Having Ramsey in there another week on in his development, and obviously played minutes at Brentford again, so that'll be good just to kind of get him more and more up to speed. I think your problem comes if you've got both Louise and Kamara out. Yes, yeah. In terms of the way we play, that would certainly uh, compromise it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got, I suppose, there's, there will be a decision further forward in terms of Diaby or Bailey. Obviously, Bailey came off the bench having had a knock 
I'd expect Bailey to actually come back in for this one if he's fit. I think he'll play. Obviously, came off the bench. You could argue changed the game a little bit, made the made the equaliser really well and did did pretty well. So I would expect him to come back in for Diaby. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's two two schools of thought about this game. It's one where some of those players have a chance here to excel and, and actually burn burn Sheffield United to the ground. <laughs> wow. Or it could be one of these that uh, Manchester City and other teams that have been top have lost against teams at the bottom mm-hmm. it's something that happens in football I don't know if it's a complacency thing so this is something think- we've got to guard against because people are already counting how far this consecutive home run can go yeah and I think our it's most a dangerous time me. our most focused time we've got through that and then to, if you take your eye off the ball here which there is the potential because you're going from a, a, it's a whole spectrum jump from Manchester City and Arsenal to Sheffield United. You go from top to bottom straight away in terms of expectation. So you've got to guard against that big time. I think the Brentford win was a big marker to put down there to come through that period. And we'd sort of thought if you're going to lose one, it might be the Brentford one where we haven't tended to do well. I do think this one's a really difficult game. I think there's a lot to be said for a team like Sheffield United with a new manager, maybe him just taking the sort of letting them go and going, do you know what? Nobody's going to expect us to win this one. Let's just have a crack at Villa. And sometimes teams playing like that, a bit like in, you know, early round cup games where you can kind of just go for broke. They can be quite dangerous teams to play against. That said, I do think if Villa play well, they should be winning this game. Sheffield United, where they are for a reason. In terms of the last six games, we are the form team in the Premier League. Sheffield United are 17th in terms of last six form. They only have one point from eight games away this season. And that was against Brighton. Now, Old Villa, they'd be rubbing their hands and looking forward to their donation of three points from the Old Villa. But (laughs) again, another test. If we can just systematically get rid of these and Burnley, then, uh, then you're looking at a title race. Big Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Time. To win this one and just, just to put some kind of a marker down, obviously knowing that Arsenal play Liverpool, you could be top at Christmas. Yeah. Would be huge just psychologically, psychologically and to be able to sign off the year in a, in a good you know in a good way. Knowing obviously we've had such an incredible um, twenty twenty three and you know, we're, we're probably the second best team in the league over the t- over the calendar year is big in itself. We've also got actually, the only one hundred percent home record in uh, yeah. 
you know, top flight European leagues as well. Yeah, yeah. there's just, in my mind, does being top of the league puts added pressure on you? We've got to get there first. You've got to beat Sheffield United. But I don't so, think so, not for Villa, because because the expectation is not that we should be there. It's like we're on this journey. You know there's going to be bumps in the road. Just enjoy being there and let's see where we see where we go. You just take it, you but, know, the cliche yeah, world game it, time know, and all those things. Middle, middle distance running, it's like... I always prefer the runners that would just tuck in and then on yeah. the final bend go for it, kick for home. A little bit, you know, a little bit like we did last season. Really, I've seen it in a different way for for Europe. We kind of just slowly went about it, built momentum, and then we we kind of sprinted for home fairly well. Because you look at Arsenal, you know, you know they, they get ahead, but then it's that just that mental thing of you've got to keep winning to stay on top. Yeah, and, it's certainly uh, it's easier hard, to chase. I think it's hard to do that. And then it's hard once you lost that momentum to regain it again. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind being tucked away in second or third as long as you're you're in distance coming into the final stretch. Yep. And we've been, you know, we've been top at Christmas before and we, we know how that went the last time we did it. And we, we really fell off, didn't we, under Gregory in 98, 99. But these games are ones you, you can't tactically lose a game just to stay under the radar. So uh, we'll no, take, you the three, just gotta, take the three said, points. It's another, a bit like Brentford in a way, it's another get the job done. Because I think if you do put a few past these, you're not going to get the credit that you probably would, would hope for anyway. It's like you don't really win. You just, just no, get, To be get honest with you, I, I, I would like to put a few past these because we do need to uh, know there's gears here. And you want Which to, we kind of had earlier in the year, few, I think. If you put a few goals past this team, that, this, that would suggest that you're pretty comfortable and you could almost relax a bit because playing games against Brentford every week, that just that's just going to gnaw you down until yeah, you do yeah. crumble eventually. Yeah, agreed. You want so to have a certain amount of control games. in this one. I just, I, I don't know whether you're going to see a Sheffield United team who, who park the bus, try and keep it really tight, and hit on the break a bit like sort of what like Mostar did fairly successfully. You're saying both games, or if Wilder says go and try and hurt Villa, they've got a few players out, get in amongst them, and maybe you know maybe um, get an early goal or something. You're in a position, Mister Bird, that when you need the three points because you're up in the top trenches of the uh, league every podcast is this is one of those just get the job done get the three points next podcast this is one of those just get yeah. the job done <laughs> but <laughs> so in what, in, be... what i mean by that is i think you know city and arsenal you are punching up respectfully to sheffield united this one is you are expected to win this one um you know, brentford was by any means necessary brentford let's, was... say, let's hopefully we'll win it easily is what i'm uh mm-hmm. hankering for here and sort of you know, obviously set yourself up for the trip to old trafford on uh on boxing day in terms of the threats of uh, sheffield united i've got to admit i don't know what is completely different from what chris wilder has uh, actually done obviously they got the win against brentford at home there are yep. two games have been a, an away loss uh, liverpool and chelsea which perhaps was, was to be expected i mean they gave chelsea a really good game in that one yeah but one thing that wilder does distill is is that kind of fire and brimstone and uh, mm-hmm. effort which perhaps set a point where they were probably getting a disillusion with the season so it's a probably good timing to have a kind of refresh in terms of just attitude never mind tactical uh, switches Yep. I mean, you talk about threat. Sheffield United have actually got the fewest shots and lowest XG of any Premier League side so far this season. Well, this is it. I think Sheffield United will be going a bit more direct just to create chances, really. 
yeah, and just and just have a crack. I think if, if they just sit back and wait for it to happen, it's I don't know, potentially a little bit of a silly, especially the way Villa have been playing. Villa will happily control a game if you sit back and will be patient. Uh, I mean, against Chelsea, they just tried to flood the midfield. It's essentially their game plan, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Archer, was, he started off in a wider position, wasn't he? Yes, and obviously because he, he, he sort of looked really sharp, didn't he, in those first couple of games he played for them. I'll be, I'll be brutally honest, I haven't watched a lot of Sheffield United this season. Uh, to be honest, when, as soon as they kind of came up and they'd, and they'd sold their two best players, I was a bit like, oh, that's, that's sort of flying the white flag before you've even started. Archer, obviously a lot of uh, hype around him and a lot of it's wishful thinking. But one thing you knew, he was a uh, certified finisher. He's, you know, he started 13 games, but he's only scored two goals. But that's stat about they've had the fewest shot. They're, they're just not creating chances for him. So he is being uh, starved in that respect. It's not like, well, he's only two in 13. You know, it's a one in 6.5 or whatever striker. I don't think he is that because I think if you give him a certain amount of chances in a game, he's probably going to score more than like the likes of Tommy Abraham, who... Oh, yeah, he's certainly more, he looks more clinical. So it's hard to judge. It's, it's just good for him, this move, in terms of he's getting game time. And yes, he may not initially uh, because of the lack of chances, but he'll be learning. And it's a steeper learning curve because he's going, right, what happens if I'm really uh, playing for a shit team <laughs> against good teams? How can mm. I uh, manoeuvre that and find a way or he might just be mentally crushed and then fade away and end up in league one i mean that's not our problem <laughs> I mean, you, you, you hope not really for his for his sake but i wonder i do wonder if sheffield united will have half an eye on sort of next season already potentially that's not to be disres- disrespectful and write them off but i think that's possibly why you bring wilder in is that he's been there before you can slot him straight in and if if you do go down i don't think they've given up chris this, at this point in time there's a lot no, of, they haven't, a lot of season to go there is, but I just look at that bottom three already and there's a gap, isn't there? You, know, you look at the teams above them with Bournemouth, Wolves, Everton, etc. Well, they'll need points now because at the turn of the year there will be a gap unless they pick up points now. I think, the, exactly. I mean, like, you know, for example, Souza sitting in the defensive midfield has been one of their better players. Surely he's going to have his work cut out if Villa play through the lines and play through that midfield four in front of him. Yeah, I mean they play sort of like a four-one-four-one. You think you're going to have to have a flooded midfield, otherwise Villa could. You know, we've walked through much better midfields. Yeah, I have a feeling though that four. There'll be like it'll be a four-stroke bank of five in front of that. I'll be four. Basically, like a four-five-one, and you'll probably have Archer up top on his own. Yeah, or a McBurney. Yeah, but when they've been, you know, they've been conceded. They'd conceded five at Burnley before, and a three-one at Bournemouth as well, which obviously was the the end of the you know the previous manager. But you know, it's kind of you know Newcastle have battered them, and they've had a, they've been on the end of a few hidings. It's not like you know someone like say Luton, who've actually been keeping games fairly tight, haven't they? Even when they've yeah. been playing the big sides, they've managed to actually stay in the game. Sheffield haven't as much. Yeah, when it comes to the cliches of the type of tight teams that win titles and you know get in the Champions League. We looked at, you know, people were saying about that Brentford, I think uh, you may have referenced that, you know, this is like United under Ferguson would mm-hmm. play again, you know, with players suspended. They might even get a player sent off, but they'd get through a game at, like that Brentford one like we did. In the yep. same breath, they would also swat away certain teams and, and give them a good pasting. And do you wouldn't mind one or two, two or three, maybe three or four of those kind of a performances by this Villa <laughs> yeah. team. I think that it also helps to get the plaudits, doesn't it? Because they're the eye-catching yeah, so. headlines. Yeah, yeah. It's just all about keeping momentum going. Yeah, as I said, you do need a breather from these battles. I mean, the one against Spurs, the one against Brentford... 
Bournemouth as well. You've got to throw that one in there. Manchester Even City, Arsenal. Real Arsenal. Yeah, These are all grueling. It's like it does catch up with you. So nice 5 nil, just to take the pressure <laughs> off well, would be much appreciated, especially before Christmas. Yeah, obviously we've lost a, you know, a couple of players for this one. We haven't we haven't really had to think about not having Pau Torres in the league much. Obviously, you know, Mings got injured, Torres came straight in, took a little while, but now he's he's very much bedded in now. And now it's like okay, now it's more looking like a sort of maybe a team Villa would play with you know play within Europe. You know, with obviously out Kamara, Tielemans has been playing well. Obviously, Torres has been been great. So those guys who've come back in, as you said, Ramsey Moreno are big in these kind of games. Yeah. Mum's pool panel results at Villa will be actually going into this vying to win thirteen of their opening eighteen league fixtures of the season for the first time ever. So we are really setting new ground on the pitch at the moment. So with that said, what are you going for? I'm going for a hard, hard fought, but very much a Villa home win. Yeah, I have one eye on this happening that does happen where the top team does sometimes come unstuck against the the plucky, well-organised bottom team. And, you know, with a new manager and Chris Wilder, who has done really, you know, he had did pretty well with Sheffield United, considering what was at his disposal in terms of players. I mean, their first season when they came up, they were incredible, weren't they? Yeah, he certainly uh, knows how to organise them. Which is the easier game, Sheffield United at home or Burnley at home? Well, I only Sheffield asked United that because one of them manager. needs to get battered. That's what. That's why I'm asking oh, that right. question. <laughs> People need to see a good battering. So I'm going home win anyway. I only need to say okay. home win. Yeah, I'm going for I a home win. I don't have to go by how many goals. So uh, that will do. There will not be uh, something for the weekend before the United game. It is Christmas and I have Christmas show still to edit. And uh, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. And uh, I'll be in a wooden box by the time the new year starts if uh, we don't have some time. And of course, you're eight hours behind everyone. Yeah, if we don't have some time off. So with that said, uh, United game, there's an intriguing one. If you can beat Sheffield United, then you're really in play with the big boys. You're in the the top four cemented and you're in a position where actually you could go to Old Trafford and you can really almost like shoot down United's hopes of the Champions League. Well, you've got, was it 10 points on them already? You yeah. could start putting a gap, you know, really putting a gap down in there. They're still trying to find some kind of consistencies. But at the same time, you know, they're know a team they that can, right give you pro- they can give you trouble. I'm quite glad to be away in that game. There's perhaps less pressure on us. Yeah, especially with our, you know, our general record at Old Trafford. You know, we saw the other week they they went to you know they went to Anfield where most people would have thought they'd get a pasting and got out of there with a nil nil draw. So they can turn up and have tended to in those games against the bigger sides this year actually. Yeah. And in general, even when they've been rubbish, they do give sides a game. I think that's it's a good. I think it's a, a great fixture for Boxing Day uh, for the neutral Brilliant. and uh, game for, of the day that for Villa games as well. And for once, we will be going to Old Trafford and they will be fearing us. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.